so as we look at the structure, you have on your page, uh, again, the, the design and build. We have Exodus 26. Moses is getting the instructions from God. And, and Exodus 36, they're building, they're executing on it. We won't read all of the detail here, partially for the sake of time, partially because it's a lot of detail. But in the challenge or in the design, in the, in the commissioning of the tabernacle, uh, God tells Moses very specific, you know, 10 cubits are the length of the board. There's going to be a cubit and a half is the breadth. They're going to be these tenons in one board. Uh, they're going to set them in order against another. Uh, so you can stand the tabernacle up and it can, it can stand straight. Um, and then in, we see over in Exodus 36 uh, that even the two tenons were equally distant from one another. Um, and they make the the uh, the the board. So I, so on your page you have some areas to draw pictures because I did some schematics here. But um, this is a horrible. This is the best I could do on PowerPoint. You're going to be like, well, that's really bad. Um, but the size of the the tabernacle was 30 cubits long, 10 cubits wide. You may remember that from our coverings discussion last week, uh, and 10 cubits high. So it's interesting because the, um, the ratio here, depending on which one you start with, is 1, 3, 1, or 3, 1, 1. So I asked my son, who uh, clearly has spent enough money in college to get an architecture degree, if this meant anything. Is there anything structural about this, anything from a design perspective? And his answer was... No, um, <laughs> but it was interesting that it's three, one, one, three, one, 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 three, three, one, depending on width, uh, breadth, height. So, so, you know, hold, hold your hat there. We're going to revisit that a little bit. So that's the size of the, the tenons. So there's some discussion about, uh, are there two tenons and tenons are these little, little uh, joints that would stick out of a board. Are there two tenons in a board or four being, are there two on the side and two in the bottom? So there's most likely four. When you break it down in Exodus uh, 26, 17, that they're, they are set in order one against another. So the tenons, there would be you know, two outies and two innies. On the next, on the on the back side of the next board, and they would you know connect together and all the boards. So if you have a table that has leaves, leaves, it's, it's still leaves, right? It's not leaves, yeah. right? It's leaves of a table. Most likely, they have little dowel rods on them or little dowel pins that are tenons by definition, and you put those together, right, so that the the leaves don't. Uh, the leaves don't shift one to another, right? So they're equally distant from one another, most likely equally distant from the center. We don't know exactly what that distance is. Uh, it's not laid out specifically in scripture, but one thing we can learn is they had to be meticulous here, right? So whatever they did on this board, so this is, this is super, super high level woodworking, had to match what was on the next board, right? You couldn't just randomly choose spots, right? We're not, we're just gonna, we're gonna put one here and then we're just gonna drill a hole. That's how I do woodworking, right? It's like, well, looks pretty good. No, I mean, the boards are gonna be like not straight, not symmetrical, right? And not structural if you do that. 
So they, they were equally distant from one another, set in order uh, one against another so that it would be one tabernacle. Okay? The other thing is there's most likely two tendons in the bottom that uh, I use the word floated. I'm not sure if that's the best term, but floated in the base sockets. So the base sockets, there would be two sockets for each uh, vertical board. And these sockets would slide up onto the tendons. Or inversely, if you set the sockets on the ground and you stood the board up, it would go in the two sockets. Now, what's interesting here is each board, cubit and a half, so 24 or so, 26 inches wide is the board, there would be two sockets. And what does this allow? And the reason I put floated, it allowed them to build a very consistent very structured, very ordered tabernacle on irregular ground. On irregular ground. They didn't have to overly prepare the place. Now, they needed to make sure it was reasonably level. That it was, but if there was a rock here, a pebble, a, a series of a, of, a, of a couple of pieces of gravel, that didn't impact this one. It would allow leveling. So this is kind of the first side leveling. There was a 40... 20 boards, 40 sockets along each side. That would allow for the undulations of the earth. And I think that's really cool that the tabernacle was specifically designed to be flexible in interacting with the face of the earth. You didn't have to prepare, you didn't have to overly prepare the ground for the Lord to have a place to dwell with his people. For the Lord to come down, it needed some preparation some reasonableness, but it didn't have to be prepared perfectly. And, and that, that's actually a picture of salvation, right? We're not going to talk a bunch about it, but those sockets were made out of silver. They were made out of silver. Anybody know what in the Bible, the silver pic- pictures? Redemption, right? The Lord was, was, was sold for silver, right? It is the picture of redemption. Redemption allows the tabernacle of God to interface and dwell on the face of the earth. It's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful picture. So what's our lesson, our building lesson? Be fitly joined together, right? These these tenons have to line up. They go in the sockets so that the tabernacle can be one. If you look at the, the scriptures on the screen, on the screen Ephesians 2, 21, um, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an, an holy temple in the Lord. Like that's actually, I've never really looked at it, but I think it's an actual reference to the tabernacle. Like I think Paul is making kind of a reference, a veiled, if you will, reference that this building, this church, not this building, but the church body, be fitly framed together. We, in, a, in a verse we quote, or a portion of verse we quote commonly here, from whom the whole body, body fitly joined together. Be fitly joined. Figure out your place. Figure out how you interface with the believer next to you and with the earth so that you can bring the Lord glory. So then we're back to our, our design and build narrative in Exodus 26 as it continued. This, the, those are the sides of the tabernacle. So there were, there were 20 on this side, 20 on this side of those boards. But there were six on the back. Talked a little bit about that last week. And two boards, 
thou shalt make for the corners of the tabernacle. And they're going to be coupled together beneath because of the sockets and be coupled above unto, unto one ring, okay? Be coupled together. We see that, that, that phrase coupled together in both the design and the build, which is why I highlighted it. And, I, and, and now we're looking down on the tabernacle. There would have been 20 boards there, 20 boards here. This is the back, the westward wall. There were six boards and then two for the corners. Now, am I 100% sure that this is what it looked like? No, but it's pr- probably pretty close. It's possible these boards were on the inside versus the outside, but based on the size, the dimension of the boards, and that like this is at least reasonable, and there would have been one ring that attached those three boards together, one ring of most likely of gold, presumably of gold that connected those. Now, if you are a woodworker, you know that sometimes rings are used to hold or join pieces of wood together. Matter of fact, you could go online today and you could buy specifically constructed rings uh, that are designed to be driven into wood or be drilled through and to connect wood together. And I think it's just beautiful picture that these three corner boards, if you will, are coupled together with one gold ring. As we continue again for the sake of time. So we see the, we've got the the side pieces, the 20 side pieces, the six back pieces with the two additional corner pieces. But how, okay, they've got these, you've got a series of dominoes standing up and they're connected to each other, right? But what it's not going to do, those tenons, I'm going to turn it on edge on purpose. You're looking at the top of the sidewalls you could end up with bowing in the walls if you weren't careful, okay? You're talking a 15-foot board by about two and a half, two to two and a half feet. That's weird proportions to try to stand up with only two points of contact holding them together, setting on a base that's on irregular ground, okay? That's, that's tenuous, so what the, they, the Lord did was that they had to slide bars along the length of the walls on the side and on the back, okay? And we see that the middle bar, there's going to be five bars on each side, so a total of 15 bars, two on the long, or five on each long side and five on the back. But the middle bar in the midst of the board shall reach from end to end in the design. And actually we see in the build that he made the middle bar to shoot through the boards, Okay, so I did another, oops, another uh, description here. This would be the side of the tabernacle. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, that's like a 45-foot board, the long board, okay? And it literally would have shot through a hole in the center of those boards the whole length. And then you had these boards on the uh, bars, on the outside of the tabernacle that have little rings that they would have slid through. If you think about like an old castle door or something, right? Where you slide the bar across and it secures it, right? It's got the, the rings or the, the metal that would hold in place. It's that kind of concept. They were all out of, out, of, uh, out, of, out of gold, or at least gold-plated acacia. So there's five bars on each side. It's interesting because every board is now structured by at least three bars, right? 
So if this is a series of 20 boards, they go, there's one in the middle, two on the outside. It's a picture of the Trinity in our lives. One in the middle, two on the outside. Okay? All providing a structure. All providing a structure. Beautiful, beautiful pictures. So is your life stable in the Lord? There's now three ways the Lord has stabilized stabilized these boards together. The tenons on the side is one. The tenons with the base is two. And these boards on the outside is three. Again, another picture of the Trinity. I can't get away from it. There's a lot of threes in this study. A lot of threes. Ephesians 4, 6. One God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. See, that's a beautiful picture. That, that, that board that shoots through the middle of all of them. It's beautiful. So these silver sockets. Now there's 96 sockets. There's 40 on the south side or north side, 40 on the south side. Okay, because there's 20 boards, two sockets per board. It's 40 on the side. We've got 16 on the back. Okay, because there's a total of eight boards, six plus the two corner boards, each getting two sockets, 16. That's a grand total of 96 sockets of gold, okay, or of silver rather. Hint, as we look into future of next week, there's four pillars in the middle, each with, four, uh, each with a socket of gold, uh, silver. That makes a total of 100 sockets of silver. So all of this allowed the interaction of the Trinity, the Lord dwelling on the face of the earth. Again, I touched on this a little bit because of the sake of time. This is a picture of the Lord's redemption, the price of redemption. So is your life stable in the Lord? Is your life stable in the Lord? That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that being rooted and grounded in love, right? Christ wants to be in you and root and ground you in love. And if ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. He wants to build a tabernacle that is very stable, yet very able to be moved. It's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful picture of what he wants to do. Now, I debated. I looked 17 ways to Sunday. I still think there's something tied to the tabernacle that is tied to the human body. Depending upon how you count the number of bones when a baby is born versus the number, because they, depending on who you ask, there's anywhere from 270 to 300 bones when a baby is born. Those coalesce down to 206. All of us, in theory, I don't think anybody in here is missing an appendage. Everybody in here probably has 206 bones. In your skull in particular, you've got several bones that fuse together. There's approximately the same number of boards and sockets in the tabernacle. I think that's kind of cool. There's 23 pairs of boards along the sides. I don't know if you know, but that's the number of chromosome pairs that you have in your body. I think there's patterns, probably even more untold, covered by a skin. I think it's a beautiful picture of Christ dwelling on the earth at a scientific level that the Israelites would have not understood. And maybe I'm stretching, I will admit. But it's an undeniable pattern. 
the size ratio of 131, three types of stability, three corner boards connected by a ring, and three types of material, wood, silver, and these boards overlaid with gold. Like, folks, it's a picture of the Trinity dwelling on the face of the earth, interacting with man, and creating a place of worship. So, next time you read the story of the tabernacle, maybe if you have time to go back and look at some of these verses, you'll have, you can look and, and spend a little more time. I hope that was a blessing. Thank you very much to Whitney for, for sharing. Uh, thank you guys for all your prayer requests. It was a good day. I appreciate you very much. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you 